Can I get your um, full name and spelling and your position at Healthy Communities? Yeah, my name is Chris Clemenson. Can you tell me about the cutting of funding that's, that, that's happened for your group? What does it mean for Healthy Communities? Well, we're now about two months down the track since uh, the Minister announced that uh, our funding for our sexual health program and a couple of other of our programs were, were going to uh, conclude. On a couple of days later, we got three months worth of funding to conclude what we had a contract with Healthy, uh, with um, Queensland Health to, to do. So what it means at this stage is that we're in the process of winding up the many activities we've done in HIV prevention for about the last 28 years while we're looking towards what we can continue to uh, contribute to HIV prevention once we are not funded by uh, Queensland Health or the government to, to do that work. So that has often been referred to as a wind-down package, isn't that right? Yes, that's right. Right. Healthy Communities has other programs, like the, the largest of which would be our Two Spirits Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander uh, gay men and sister girl project stopping HIV prevention HIV work in uh, amongst Aboriginal people and that will continue because that's funded by the federal government Right, so it, it doesn't mean that healthy communities will go under at all, like all no. altogether Healthy communities has been around for the past 28 years, firstly as the Queensland AIDS Council and for the last mm, 7 or 8 years as Queensland Association for Healthy Communities. We have a strong uh, base of community support. We have a strong community-based uh, board of directors and healthy communities will, will continue doing the work to promote the health and well-being of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender people for as long as we're able to continue do, doing so. So does the cut mean that with, with the activities uh, not being able to be carried on, does that mean people will be losing their jobs? Yeah, there probably is, you know, we have a staff across the state, three sites in Brisbane, Maroochydore and Cairns. Uh, we have a staff of around 30 people. Upwards of around 20 will be uh, made redundant at the middle of, uh, middle of August. So that, that's a major, major sort of cut for your group? Without a doubt, there's been about, you know, the funding that has been uh, taken away from us is around about 85% of our uh, usual funding to be able to operate. The sexual health program has been the largest program that we've operated and it's the one with the longest history. Mm -hmm. And Healthy Communities is the only, uh, am I correct in saying this, the only LGBTI health provider in the state. Is that right? In terms of... Uh, in terms of a comprehensive uh, LGBT health organisation, that's correct, but you do have uh, other smaller organisations that look at single aspects, such as the, the counselling line that is done by the gay and lesbian uh, uh, service that operates out of our building mm -hmm. every night. Right. So where will people have to go for the services instead? Oh, look, it's really important that people are able to uh, access with... Confidence, uh, mainstream services, and that's one of the one of the tragedies of of this is that for a number of years now, about you know, seven or eight years, we've been running a program of LGBT awareness training for many many health service providers, whether they're in mental health, whether they're in sexual health, whether they're working in housing. Uh, we've been saying you have 
you know, people who are, who are same-sex attracted have a different gender to what they thought they were born with, and they have special needs. And we've been working very, very well with a number of different service providers for a long time to just make sure that people get the type of service they need from uh, mainstream services. No longer are we funded to do that. Yeah, do you do you feel that there's a, a risk that people won't be able to get that sort of tailored service at all in the public health service? Look, what we know is uh, no, there are three particular issues which are more impactful on LGBT people than on other parts of the society. So we know that mental health is a particular uh, issue because you know, not because being LGBT is uh, is a cause of mental health uh, problems, but being treated differently and being treated in a way that the experience of being same-sex attracted is ignored in the issues of mental health. Uh, you know, it is really important that that awareness training is is continued and people get better at it. Mainstream services are the way to go. But we also have problems with you know, drug and alcohol. We also have problems uh, with smoking. We're more impacted by these significant health issues than, than other uh, members of society. And do you feel that right now the uh, general public health service is ready to cope with that sort of uh, dealing with the... Uh... Well, the thing is... Whenever we offer service, we will continue to offer that training on a user-pays basis. So there will be organisations that will say that we need to train our our, uh, staff to work more equitably with uh, people who are LGBT, and they will continue to be able to get that training on a user-pays basis. There are people in government services as well who can, you know, if they're not going to get that type of training through um, payment from the, their employer, it is possible for people to have, you know, attend our open access training, which is the, the broad-based understand the issues of, of your clients. People will continue, if they continue to, uh, to receive this training, if they see it as an important part of the work they're doing. Unfortunately, um, without an organisation as us as being robust, helping people to see the difficulties that are happening, encouraging people who are finding their services not as uh, as fair and responsive as they need them to be, uh, this will fall you know, under the carpet yet again. All right. Um, did you receive any warning from Queensland Health that this was going to happen, this funding was going to be cut? Oh, look. The basis on which Australia has had an excellent response to HIV over the last 30 years has been the partnership model. The partnership between the affected community and gay men as part of LGBT people are the most affected by HIV in this country, in Queensland. Uh, And then you have the relationship with the affected community with government, both the administrative arm of the bureaucrats, but also the political arm of the, you know, the people who are elected to govern for everyone. And then you have clinical roles in terms of the doctors and nurses, and then you have the roles of uh, researchers, because we've had such an effective response because it's been based on evidence. 
we on the woke up on the twentieth in the morning of the twentieth of uh, of May on Sunday morning to find our defunding announced in the newspaper. There was no uh, discussion with us in any way about any improvement in service revision that this uh, health minister may have wanted. Right. Um, yeah, there, were, there are a lot of groups or some groups who were given a uh, three-month re- three review process where their funding wouldn't be cut and they mm. would instead find out after that three months whether they would continue to receive funding. So you, you weren't offered that whatsoever? No, no, we, we weren't reviewed. We were, uh, you know, our funds were, were cut immediately. There was no process. There was no discussion in this. It was an, uh, an abrogation by the health minister of the you know the sixth national strategy, which guides the way in which we respond well to HIV in this country. And unfortunately, uh, Minister Springboard has decided to withdraw Queensland from the national response. Yeah, uh, I was at the. I was at the rally for um, the, the, the well countering the defunding of com- healthy communities, and um, it, it was said that uh, some of the statistics given by um, well the health minister and by Queensland Health said that um, HIV rates had actually uh, gone up significantly over the last ten years. Was that correct or? Um, what, what were the statistics they gave, and and what are the st- statistics you have? Sorry. Well, uh, um, statistics. You know, the surveillance data in Queensland. You know, we supply, you know, in terms of the uh, communicable diseases branch, supplies the information to uh, the national centre, which is now the Kirby Institute, to produce an annual surveillance report so that across the whole country, you know, the health departments, the equipment of health departments supply information. There is no doubt, and we agree wholeheartedly with the Minister's office saying that HIV has risen in Queensland. Not to the extent that you know, it was said, it was a simple you know, uh, way of saying that it has doubled. The reality is it hasn't doubled. Um, but it has risen, and that's a terrible circumstance. We've been doing this work for 28 years. We don't want any rise in HIV. We wrote to the minister well before uh, the uh, announcement of our defunding, saying, you know, here are things that are happening in Queensland. Here are 29 recommendations of how that we can respond to that and how we can start to not only stabilise, which has happened amongst gay men, the last five years we've had stable infections. That's not good, but it hasn't gone up. It's been stable. And it has gone up in other categories, particularly overseas acquired HIV, and it's really important that responses are developed for that. And we, we recommended them, and the minister defunded us. And of the 29 responses, how many were, well, uh, well responded to, actually? How, how many were taken under? At this stage, the unfortunate thing, this action is likely to result in an increase in HIV in this state because 
this has disrupted the sector. It's not only us that are being you know, impacted by many of us losing our jobs, many of us losing uh, the work that we have been committed to, but our partners who work in Queensland Health, our partners who work in you know, positive organisations such as QPP, our partners who work in service as service providers of people with HIV, positive directions, you know, uh, ECCQ, there's been, everyone has been impacted by this taking away us who have been a central body in this partnership and an important collaborator. So at this stage, we have not seen a response to that, except a very sensible decision to set up a ministerial advisory committee who will look at this and review this, and we would be very, very happy to work closely with that group because we need good guidance, we need good coordination, and the ministerial advisory committee is a great way that Minister Springborg has said that we'll move ahead. So a positive change has come of that at least? We certainly hope so. All right. Um, that's all I had for you. Uh, was there anything you wanted to add? Look, while well, our funding has been you know, particularly difficult in terms of looking after LGBT health, and in particularly in the area of uh, HIV prevention, what appears to be happening in the cuts across the board in health is a move away from you know, healthy lifestyle programs, healthy lifestyle issues and responses to you know, focusing health only on hospital delivery. That is the process of cutting that's going on. What we will see when you take away the preventative access of healthy lifestyles is an increase in hospital attendance. If this is going to save money, it's saving money in the short term, not in the long term. It's going to result in you know, poor health for more Queenslanders. All right. Thank you very much for your time, Chris. Thanks, Peter. I really do appreciate it. Have a good Bye -bye. day. Bye-bye.